The Lord be with you. A reading from our Holy Gospel, the Good News according to Matthew. And our selected Gospel uh, today for our summer retreat is taken from the 21st chapter of Matthew, verses 28 to 32. The parable of the two sons. What? The Lord be with you. Oh, may God bless us. The parable of the two sons. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. This is ours. This is yours. The gospel, the good news of the Lord. Please be seated now. Good morning to you. How do you feel after that gospel? What are you thinking? What are you feeling after hearing that gospel? Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel uncomfortable? Does anybody... Obviously, those of you that are at home, you can answer. It's just I won't hear you, but you can answer, which is important. But those here physically present, does anyone feel a little uncomfortable, honestly, after hearing that gospel? Just raise your hands and don't do this. Do this. One, two, okay. Okay. So it's interesting. Most of the people up here, majority of the people up here, and nobody at the back. Now that might be because you don't want to put up your hand and that's fine. I'm surprised though. I'm surprised. I dare to think that really all of our hands should be going up, not necessarily physically, but in our heads. If it isn't, there's something a little off. Gospel stories are meant to shake us up. And this one, this is a shaker-upper. This is a big shaker-upper. It's meant to really challenge us. You see, us that are here, because you're a good person, your faith is important to you, 
you're here. You're probably regularly here. But Jesus is saying something to all people, but he's saying something to religious people, whatever religious is, inverted commas. He's asking us to relook at ourselves and relook at our thinking. I suppose the question is, is there anything, little bit, maybe not a big bit, and I'm asking myself this, I need to. As a priest, I really need to. Is there a little bit of these, of this Pharisees, this thinking that Jesus was so angry about, really? Is there a little bit in me? I dare to say, if we're honest, we're human. There's a little bit of this Pharisee in every single person in this church. That's what I would guess. That's just a guess. I know it's in me. I can only speak for me with certainty. See, Jesus was very passionate about a lot of things. But one thing he was passionate about was action. Action. We all know that action speaks much louder than words ever can. The Russian writer, very intriguing writer, Leo Tolstoy, once told a story about three women who wanted to take some water from a well. Now, not far from the well was an elderly man. and He was listening to what the women were talking about and how they praised their sons. My son, said the first woman, is so athletic, so skillful, that he always does better than the other kids. My son, said the second, sings so well, so beautifully, like a nightingale. There's nobody with such a beautiful voice as he has. And you, the, the two turned to the third woman and chirped together. Why don't you have something to say about your son? But she remained quiet. He's an average boy. He's nothing especially which, you know, I could overly praise him on. He's a good boy, but my son's an ordinary boy. The women filled their buckets and went home. The elderly man followed slowly behind the women, observing everything. The women's water buckets were heavy to carry, and the women's backs were straining with the pressure. And suddenly the three sons came forward. He came toward them. The first one turned some magnificent cartwheels, and the women exclaimed, What a skillful boy! The second began to sing like a nightingale, and the women listened with tears in their eyes. The third, the third boy went up and said nothing. He simply took the buckets of water from each of the women, all three, and went home. Then the woman, then the women asked the elderly man what he thought about each of their sons. Where are your sons? asked the old man, surprised. I see only one son, the old man said. In this story, Leo Tolstoy reminds the listener, you and I, that it's always the actions of the heart which matter most. Reaching out in love and care always, always speaks louder than any words or fanfare, as good as we may be. A man had two sons. He said to the first, go and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not, but afterward changed his mind and he went 
The father sent to the other son and asked the same, and he replied, I will. He didn't go. Which of the two did the father's will? I think that this parable is deeply embedded in the story of the passion. See, Jesus did something that sometimes we're good at, but we're not always consistent, probably because of our humanity. He never stopped saying yes to the will of the Father. The next gospel passage following this story is, is actually interesting. It's the story of God sending his son into the vineyard and the laborers killing him. And yet the son goes. He can see the writing on the wall, but he does the right thing. His actions speak louder than his words. Discipleship comes in many shapes and surprising sizes. As a member of a religious community myself, and for those priests and religious making this retreat online, for all of us, but particularly for us, I think today's selected gospel is very pertinent, especially at different moments of our ministry and our community life. Let's be honest, in the scriptures we discovered that Jesus often had a problem with some, not all, of the so-called religious of his day. On one occasion, you remember that from the scripture, he pulled no punches, calling them wolves in sheep's clothing. In fact, anyone who hides behind the rules or uses them as a stick to beat others with. See, Jesus believed that all of us in discipleship, no matter who we are, we're all called out into the, into the vineyard of life, but we do it in different ways, as the prophet Micah proclaimed. Act justly, love tenderly, walk humbly as best you can in whatever situations that life throws at you. There was once a prominent cardinal, and he was caught up in a long queue at the airport. He was waiting to check into his flight. He was a good man in many ways, and he had his flaws like all of us. But he kept anxiously looking at his watch. Now, in fairness to him, we all know that feeling. You know, sometimes you have to step into the other person's shoes and perhaps the temptation to push ahead in a queue. Do you ever feel like that? Yes, you do. Most of us do at some point. So this man finally gave in to that temptation. He decided to wait no longer. He went to the top of the queue and rather sweetly and obsequiously, he said, excuse me, I'll be just a moment to the person who was already speaking with the airline check-in attendant. And he then proceeded to explain very politely that he did realize that everyone in the line were waiting. But he really needed to catch this plane. He explained that he had an important meeting he must attend in Rome. Courteously, the attendant explained that it would take time and he just needed to take his place in the line like everybody else. The cardinal's collar slipped, so to speak, and his overinflated ego that any of us are guilty of at that moment suddenly burst and expressed itself. Do you realize who I am, he said, in a ruffled tone. No problem, sir, she said. 
The airline attendant pressed the button on her microphone and she called out distinctly, I have a gentleman here in front of me who doesn't appear to know who he is. She said, if anyone does know, could they please come and assist him? Then the cardinal sheepishly slipped to the back of the queue. Now, those days of clericalism, either by men or by women of the church, are long gone. You may well be thinking, well, maybe not completely gone. I share that story, not to bash the clergy, I'm part of that group, and uh, I have so much respect for my brother religious and priests. So it's not to bash the clergy or myself. I tell it because I need to tell it. It needs to be spoken. I tell it because we're exploring on our online retreat for all of us, all the baptized, on what it truly means, whoever we are, of being a disciple of Jesus today. And I believe that this must mean reflecting all of us, and in a particular way those of us who are in any kind of leadership within the church, how just other people, whoever they are, sometimes experience us both the best and the very worst of us. And let's be fair to ourselves, we can never be at the best all the time. To illustrate this, let me share a situation that I experienced. Uh, I'm leader of parish missions for the Redemptorists in Ireland. And I was giving a parish mission in a rural community. Now, it was a Sunday morning the church uh, was full to capacity because it was First Communion Sunday. And um, there were families there with children excitedly waiting for their First Communion. I could see the parish priest gradually getting irritated by the growing noise in the church. Now, it was understandable that he wanted to maintain a sense of reverence in the house of God. But it was also their spiritual home too. And yet it was the way in which he publicly revealed his irritation that was alarming to me. Suddenly he marched up to the altar before the mass began. He opened the tabernacle very roughly and took out the blessed sacrament and left the tabernacle doors open. Actually, they were swinging with the intensity that he opened them. I'll never forget that. A moment later, the children's choir began to sing the entrance hymn, and we proceeded to have, thankfully, what turned out to be a joyful celebration of faith and community. When the Mass was over, there was the inevitable clicking of cameras, and the noise in the church grew louder once again. Now, there was a need for somebody to speak. The parish priest, in a rather strong tone, called for silence and respect in the church. Now, those qualities, of course, were absolutely needed at that moment. But then a family arrived to have their child baptized. The volume in the church raised up again. Now, the priest went up again to the altar, and he basically lost it on the church microphone, screaming for silence and respect in the church. The grandmother of the child to be baptized, went up and called the priest down and asked him politely and quietly to stop. Now look, 
you and I, whoever we are, we all have our frail and our misjudged moments. I certainly do, and, and you do, in your homes or as members of religious communities or dioceses. But I believe that it's too easy, though, to say to ourselves, surely I would never do that. Maybe that situation you wouldn't do. But are there other situations that we have? Perhaps this morning and later today, on this summer retreat, I invite all of us to take a little time out to pray and to reflect on this particular question. How do the members of my family, my own diocese, my community, parish, home or wider community experience me as a disciple of Jesus today? Now that's the first question. Here's the second, and I particularly find this one challenging and so will you. The second is, in general, but then focus in the question on maybe one or two members of your own family or community or diocese, whatever, who you find very difficult. So you find them difficult. How are they finding you? The good and bad, and crucially, recall specific examples of both in our spiritual passage. Just invite us to perhaps uh, think about that. Now, in fairness, perhaps most of the time, let's be fair to ourselves, we do our best. And yet there may well be a certain person or group where someone is not experiencing me justly or loving tenderly or walking humbly. Sometimes oblivious to ourselves, they may in fact be experiencing me as more of a wolf than a sheep. We're all called to serve each other in the vineyard of life. See, God plants the vine and invites all kinds of people to help him. And some of the religious at the time of Jesus were working out of a different model of discipleship and community to Jesus. And sometimes it actually included his own, a lot of the times, it included his own disciples. Good men. Good women who were following and supporting him. Many women supported Jesus financially. Those of us in ministry and all people are invited to serve in diverse and creative ways in the vineyard of life. And the temptation for us all is that sometimes any of us can fall into unconsciously or semi-consciously thinking by our actions, maybe not by our thoughts that we have somehow a monopoly of understanding on who's allowed into that vineyard. In the Irish vineyard of today, there are many women and men and children who have no profession of faith. But some of them, maybe many, many of them, who by their work, their passion, their values, have a thing or two to teach us religious people. If today's gospel teaches us anything about being a disciple of Jesus today, and it is challenging, this is tough work, it would be easier, much easier for me to preach a much sweeter homily on this. This takes sweat. I think it reminds us that goodness comes in all shapes and sizes. God doesn't expect you to be perfect. Or... He doesn't want our empty piety that maybe sometimes we give and we don't realize maybe that I'm giving or we're giving. 
I'd like to leave you with a sentence from Leo Tolstoy. If one, if a person, if one loves anyone, one is called to love the whole person just as they are and not as we would like them to be. In the name of the Father, Son and Spirit.